We're following breaking news. That's right, it is Jobs Day. The Labor Department just released a September jobs report, and the economy added 336,000 new jobs last month. Let's get straight to CNN business correspondent Rahel Solomon to break down these numbers. Uh, wow, again. Wow. <laughs> the last 15 months has been like that. Clearly coming in hot, guys. Just yeah. to put this in perspective, this is about double what economists were expecting. So, Phil, as you said, 336,000 added in the month of September. The expectation was closer to 170. The unemployment rate uh, remaining steady at 3.8%. Wages moderating just a bit. That has an inflationary impact. And let's take a look at where we saw some of the strongest job gains. Some of this a continuation of what we have already seen. So leisure and hospitality adding jobs there. Healthcare adding jobs there. Uh, guys, this is... Uh, an interesting one, because all week we had been getting these conflicting reports about the state of the labor market. Is it cooling? Is it heating back up? This seems to suggest it's still pretty hot, right? So uh, just to give you some perspective, over the last month, last year rather, we've seen an average monthly gain of about 271,000, and this is on top of that. Revisions, very important here. For the prior two months, we added an additional 120,000 jobs more than expected, 120,000 jobs more than expected. So uh, it's still a strong labor market, which is great for the American worker. In terms of what this means for the larger economy, in terms of the Fed, well, this seems to suggest that the next time they meet at the end of this month, October 31st and November 1st, the chances of another rate hike have increased. Pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing when you look at those numbers and you put it in perspective too. We got over the past 12 months and yeah. then seeing what we're getting today, more revisions upward. Also with us this morning, CNN economics commentator Catherine Rampell. So Catherine, when you look at this, it's fascinating because we we are hearing from the president later today, who will often speak, understandably, after a strong jobs report. There has been this consistent attempted push at Bidenomics and selling how much this strong economy is due to the president's actions. Do these continued jobs reports, are they starting to chip away at that? Are they starting to help to make that case? They certainly don't hurt. I mean, these numbers are really, really strong. Now, I would take all of them with a little bit of a grain of salt because there's like wacky seasonality happening here. The strikes probably are not included or not accounted for. But even so, these are very strong numbers. To what extent Biden can take, can take credit for them? He's going to take credit no matter what. <laughs> you know, I think we are seeing a very hot economy here. And look, um, a lot of sectors are doing much better than many people expected. Food uh, services, for example, is back to its pre-pandemic highs. Uh, another thing that, again, I don't know if it's exactly due to, to, to Biden versus other factors that's worth noting is that women's labor force participation, at least for, for prime working age women, is at a record high today uh, through this report. So there's a lot of good news to tout. And I think the president's attitude will be is if he's going to get blamed for bad stuff, he might as well take I credit for the good stuff, too. It's not a terrible policy. Um, I have to imagine what futures are doing right now. And I say that because this was like the week where I feel like every newspaper had the front page story of like rates are really going to start to bite finally over mm -hmm. time and market mm -hmm. participants are starting to recognize that. Well, that tells the picture, right? So just to provide some perspective, just before the numbers crossed, our team looked at futures and Dow was up slightly. Just as soon as they crossed, they tanked about 180 points. Uh, they're now off still about 180 points. So the reason why, I mean, this is good news for the American worker. Right. This is good news about the labor market, except that it means the Federal Reserve, that Jay Powell and that committee, it now sort of um, gives them a bit more push to increase rates further. And we have already seen 11 rate hikes since 
March of, of 2022, 2021. Let me get my, my math here. 2022, the year has it gone all by. Together this yes, point. exactly. So we have already seen 11 rate hikes. They have already boosted rates 5%. And yet the recession that so many people thought was inevitable never materialized. But every time we see the Fed continue to raise rates, it makes borrowing more expensive and it sort of increases that likelihood. So that's why we're sort of in this period where good news is bad news. Good news is weird news. Like, I mean, that is the it's space this that we're in. alternate universe that we've been living in now for Bizarre some world. time, right? Yes. Where none of it makes sense. You mentioned Catherine the strikes um, and, and likely not involved in these numbers. When will we have a real sense of that? It depends how long the strikes continue. Uh, one would imagine that the UAW strikes, for example, might appear in next month's mm -hmm. report. Uh, so the, the, rather the report that comes out for the month of October that is released in early November if the strikes continue through the week where they conduct the survey. The, the difficulty with all of this is that even though these numbers are reported as being a monthly number, they're really focusing on a snapshot in time during that month. So that's why you don't see them in these data, but you might see them in the following month's data. Same deal with, for example, the writer's strike ending. You might see a little bump in next month's report because all those people went back to work this month. Yeah, Matt Egan is in New York to help break this all down for us. Let's just have a look at the headline number because it is super spectacular. It has to be said. Let's just explain where those jobs are and why this number is significant. Well, Becky, this really was a blockbuster number. 336,000 jobs added last month. As you mentioned, that's roughly twice what people were expecting. But not only that, this is 80,000 jobs more than the most optimistic forecaster had been penciling in. That is pretty incredible. And this is an acceleration from August, which, by the way, was also revised higher. If you look at the chart, you can see that in some ways this jobs market apparently is actually heating up at a time when a lot of people thought it was cooling down. And so from the perspective of these fears of an imminent or ongoing recession, I, you know, clearly that is not something that's happening right now. There's nothing about these numbers that speak to a, an imminent recession. Uh, but of course, the other big concern out there is inflation and the Fed's war on inflation. And so if your big fear is that the Fed is going to end up overdoing it or that the bond market is going to tighten things for the Fed and overdo it, those fears are still very much alive because of today's number. Um, a lot of people were hoping for Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold. Uh, we ended up getting uh, something that was much closer to too hot. Uh, and that is why we've seen a negative reaction in the stock market with U.S. stocks opening, um, I would say, modestly lower. Uh, but there is the potential that if bond yields keep going higher today and in the coming days, we could see an even more negative reaction in the stock market. Becky? Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And, and one of the world's sort of top bankers, Jamie Dimon, has been talking about his concerns about the possibility of, of, the, of the Fed pushing rates higher, not being at the end of its rate rising cycle. And that really does beg the question, has the central bank got this sort of landing, you know, in hand? Is it a soft or is it a hard landing? And, 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 and there's, a, there's a real difference between the two and the impact could be very swinging oil prices. Um, when we talk about inflation, the good news this week is that we've seen a, a, a slowdown, a slip in the, uh, in, in the price of oil. We had been looking, you know, only a week ago at the possibility of 100 bucks on the barrel, down closer to the sort of 80 bucks on the barrel level at this point. Why? Yeah. 
Well, Becky, that's been just uh, a huge turnaround. I mean, you know better than anyone that the oil market is notoriously boom to bust. But even for the oil market, this is a completely incredible 180 because just a week ago or so, we saw U.S. oil uh, and, uh, and there's Brent uh, on the chart. You can see going up towards $100 a barrel. That was setting off all kind of alarm bells in Washington and in Wall Street uh, about inflation, about gasoline prices. And they have completely cratered since then. Um, as far as why, there is a sense that uh, the bullish sentiment got overdone, right? That prices got ahead of fundamentals, uh, which is known to happen from time to time in financial markets, especially in energy markets. Um, you know, hedge funds were kind of piling on and eventually they ran out of buyers and the fundamentals just did not support uh, triple digit oil, despite the fact that we have Saudi Arabia and Russia doing basically everything they can to pump up oil prices. Um, that strategy had been working and right now it's not working so much. But from the perspective of consumers here in the United States and really around the world, this is very good news because it means that retail energy prices, gasoline prices um, can cool down. I, I talked to a veteran energy analyst here in the U.S., Tom Close, and he told me he thinks that gasoline prices in the U.S. are going to go towards 325 a gallon uh, by the end of the month. That's down from around 375 right now. So that would be huge. And the oil price drop, Becky, is also very important from the perspective of central bankers because it helps them in their fight to get inflation under control.